Yep, yep. I used that song to, to throw us into it. Throw us in all the mixes. The cult of personality is live and in full effect in professional wrestling again. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I'm a 25-year-old piece of gold. I'm the microphone messiah, the messiah of the microphone. And you know what else I am? I'm the MGV, the man with the golden voice. After a stint of commentary that starts airing here in a couple weeks for GSW High Voltage. But you know I never do it alone. I got my tag team partners. Ladies and gentlemen, first up, the first ever and 13-time Bullet Cast champion, the Canadian Destroyer, BT, Brandon Tan Guma. Brandon, how you doing? You're about to be all out pretty soon. I am. We're however many days away. I'll be flying out next Friday, so we'll be here for the podcast. Who knows what we're going to do for the all-out post-show. Maybe I'll call in. Maybe, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But you also left out the fact, not only am I the first, not only am I most reigns all-time 13, I'm also the current Bullet Cast champion, Philip, and I'm current. definitely going to hold current. it through all out, even though my track record with AEW shows is not the best at the moment. You've retained it some. You've retained it like two. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. But you know, we're not alone. The graphic went up earlier today. It is officially official. He is our third man for the remainder of time or forever, as however long he wants to reign. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Within the Ropes podcast, one half of the new nation, NBC. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Tronic Chronic is in the building. Yes, sir. What's up, guys? What's going on? Hailing from where? From the Queen City. You know, we're That's gonna right. To, we're going to have to go to the Queen City one day. I got this nice Charlotte flair shirt on that i got from Ooh. from the uh the, the summer slam uh superstore okay like a diamond yeah. in the rough yeah that's right that's the brand new the, the, the brand new raw women's champion by the way yeah, 12 times i mean brandon he got one more world championship dinner so you know you know yeah that's why charlotte you know not on my level you know, number four, the four horse woman, no big deal. Why, uh, Becky's number four after after SummerSlam. You know, that's just my opinion. <clears throat> but uh, we, we, let's jump right into it, man. So Friday night, uh, it happened on AEW Rampage. The rumors have been going rampant. Uh, CM Punk, Mr. Phil Brooks, has returned to professional wrestling uh, in the United Center. Kicks off Rampage. You know it. The Punk return, it was kind of, it was always one of those things where, you know, I, I, I've waited for it for years. I, I just, a couple of years ago, it's just like, all right, it's probably never going to happen. You know, I just, I, w- I made my peace with it. But then once these rumors really started going, I'm like, man, I'll believe it once I actually see it. You know, once I see him walk down the ramp and, hey, man, the static hit, call the personality hit. And watching him walk out on that ramp, you could see it in his eyes, man, because he's, he's been wanting to come back for a while. And, uh, you know, the goosebumps, I got the bumps. I got the goosebumps like Travis Scott eyes kind of watered up a little bit. I I wasn't crying like homie in the crowd. Homie's famous now, (laughs) but (laughs) we tracked him down yet. I I know Tommy dreamer. He's been looking. He's he's dreamer. Got him. him. He he found him. Oh, he did. He got him. He did. Got to make sure he's taken care of. He's a good brother, but yeah, man. I mean, just to see that guy, come back to wrestling after seven years being away. 
it warmed my heart. That that's what this is about. That's that's why we talk about this. That's why we're fans for moments like that. Um, Brandon, you I know you're a big punk fan. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Phil Brooks making the return officially? Officially, I thought it was absolutely spectacularly, wonderfully perfect. Uh, we, we've talked about it. We predicted we we're like, oh, you know, maybe Darby has a match or maybe CM Punk comes out at the end. I think what they did was the exact, you know, the right thing to do. You just let the crowd say CM Punk and you just give it to them. Don't make them wait. The Internet was a buzz. I mean, I, you know, basically my entire feed is just sports and wrestling and everybody was talking about CM Punk, you know, ESPN Sports Center, Bleach Report, yada, yada, yada. Everyone was just putting clips on it. And the emotion of the crowd of CM Punk and then the promo itself, I thought it was just, it worked all the way around. And we've been doing this podcast, what, 238 weeks? Only 237 of them actually count. But, you know, we've always talked about how CM Punk and Dana Bryan are kind of my two top guys when it comes to like the current era. And I think because Punk has been gone for so long and Daniel has continued to, you know, kept doing great work. And I was like, okay, maybe Dana Bryan is my guy. But then when Punk came back, this was probably the most excited I was for a show I wasn't actually going to, to like watch since like WrestleMania 30. So that's seven years ago before CM or after CM Punk left. So, I mean, the emotions and everything, it, it, it was great. And I haven't felt something like that in a long, long time. And, you know, maybe I got to reevaluate. Maybe CM Punk is number one for for your boy. Look, CM Punk is in my top 10 and he's he's not he's not number 10. He's not number five. He, he's 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 very high on the list. Brian, what were your thoughts when uh, when Punk came back, man? I missed the guy. He uh, he came back. Explosive ovation. He was soaking it all in. The feels were there, definitely for me too. I, I, it's one of those things where it's like you can't help but to smile. Like the entire time, I'm like, "Wow, this is really happening! I can't believe it." Um, <clears throat> my son, who is also a punk fan, but he's he's so young, he don't really like he don't really know a lot of stuff. He just knows like what things I've showed him. We had a whole birthday party themed after seeing punk for him. So even when he saw him, it was almost like he remembered everything uh, as far as CM Punk, the summer of C or summer of punk, uh, everything that happened prior. To, it's it's almost like he remembered it like 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 I do. And so I don't know, man, CM Punk, it's bittersweet because seeing him in AEW is like, oh, no. But at the same time, I'm glad that he's happy. I'm glad he's back. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. And hopefully he can still go. That's the most important thing. That, that, that is true. Uh, Mom, I want to see him punk uh, birthday party next year. I'll be 26. <laughs> I'll be, I'm a grown man, but, you know, I'm, uh, it doesn't matter. I want to walk in and I want to call the personality to hit. Yeah, man. I mean, so b- people do want him. To, I, like, I wanted him to go back to WWE, obviously. Like, Brandon, you remember Vinny, right? So the, Vinny's such a WWE head, like he doesn't even watch NXT. And he, so obviously he doesn't watch AEW. I told him that Punk's back and he's like, oh, it's not WWE, so I don't care. I'm like, bro, you don't understand the business. You don't you don't get what this means. This truly helps legitimize AEW. A credit to Tony Khan for getting the guy 
who's who's been gone away from this business for such a long time, man. Um, I'm excited and, and like the, the matchups. Obviously, you know, we're, people want to see Kenny and Punk. Uh, I want I want to see. Uh, I, I, I just want to see Punk get in there with guys that you wouldn't think of. You know what I mean? I want to see. I want to see seeing Punk wrestle uh, uh, Flying Brian Jr. You know, and I think he said that on Dynamite and and stuff like that. But um, hey, this this is good. This is this is this is good for the business. Uh, hell of a draw. He he crashed pro wrestling tees. Made uh, them change the website. Yeah, people finally got the ice cream bars. We got it. Yeah, that's that's important. We've been waiting. To, hell, we've been waiting ten plus years for those ice cream bars. I hope they were and, good. And I don't know if we're going to talk about the Booker T comments we talked a little bit about before in our pre-production meeting, but. I don't think Booker T understands what the ice cream bars actually represent. Like, yeah, it's a fun little gimmick, but it's so much more. It's indicative of WWE not running with them because it's such a simple idea. Just bring back the ice cream bars. People love them. It's a thing CM Punk had an idea for and they didn't do it. Yeah, it's Booker T just doesn't understand what's going on. Um, I I, I may I, I, I may I may be in contact with Booker at some point in time. I don't know. We'll have to ask. We'll have to ask. CM Punk um, revealed. CM Punk also revealed that those ice cream bars are going to be available at all out. Oh, Brandon, so, you, you need to. Brandon, you're gotta a lucky pay, guy. I got to <laughs> buy like twenty of them. I'm going to no, put them up on eBay. I'll save is, two for you guys, and this then is, you know, this is what you need to do. You need to have the ice cream bar, and I'm sure it's regular chocolate and vanilla. But you, you're going to come on the show, and you're going to describe it. You're going to describe the stick. You're gonna describe the texture. You're gonna you're gonna describe everything about the ice cream bar. This might be the greatest ice cream bar you've ever had in your entire life. This might it be might the be. ice cream bar of the cinch. I mean, but now that it's been a couple of weeks, maybe they can upgrade it. They can actually get like the WWF like cookie, like the cookie bar yeah. ice cream thing. Like if it's that, then it it's over. Uh, it, Ten it, stars. It it, it might <laughs> be over. Okay. Uh, but guys, WWE's dead and buried if they bring back the actual cookie bars. <laughs> do, do you guys have any other thoughts about Punk's return? Huh? Do we? No. No? I thought it just, it all worked. The promos, the promo he cut, the entrance, even the commercial break. I mean, to cut into a commercial for like 90 seconds, like it's, it, it was just, it worked all the way around. Batman's and then the press scrum after, I don't know if you guys caught any of it. He just seemed so happy. Yeah. And he and he was, you know, it, I'm excited to see, even though he's been off for seven years, that means he has been taking bumps. He hasn't been working for seven years, which could mean he's a little rusty, but that also means his body's probably a little healthier than what AJ Styles is at kind of the same age. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he took bumps for, you know, the heels role and that boosts this show even more once people find out punks on it. He's yeah. coming back. He's going to be on the show next week or this week, I guess. Yeah. Well, did you guys see the the production video from the production point of view in the truck when they were cutting all the different camera angles and then when they finally dropped Punk's music and how excited they were and when they got the shot of the the, the guy that was crying and um, just how excited even they were. It was pretty cool. Absolutely, man. You know, it's former production hands. Me and Philip understand, right, Philip? Yeah, amen. Brandon, one of the best floor directors in the biz. Yeah, I, I, what was I doing? We were doing a uh, like a contest, like a whatever, a trivia show. That's I, right. That's I right. That's what it was. That's what we were doing. 
I was up on Dang. I was up on the soundboard, Brandon. Hey, one of the best, man. Did, did you ever did you ever direct direct? I think that's probably the highest I maybe I did like like floor di- well I did like you did floor camera. directing obviously I did floor directing but I did all I think that's the same show where I like told everyone to, you know which camera to do yeah I, I after you left the territory they uh, they had me direct a show or two and um I like being an audio guy <laughs> what, show, what show was this yo? oh, oh we did we did TV production together that's how we met actually we have a fan mail about that so let me say let me save that let me let me save that stuff yeah, me, yeah okay. oh yeah brandon and i we know we know what to do we you know i was an audio hey. magician you feel me boy you know hey i could have i could have been a part of death row i could have been mixing it up with dre and suge and Pac. i could i could have been a bad boy okay shout out uh. to flowman reigns who's still doing the damn thing for uh, nbc and hey. stuff like that yeah. he's doing for the giants now i think Oh, oh, he doesn't. He, I, I haven't talked to Flo. He's not with the Warriors no more. I don't. I, I don't think so. Flo, if you still listen to the podcast, hit us up because I follow him on Instagram. I think he posted something like he's with the Giants now or something. Okay, okay. Know. You know, all right, all right. Shout out Flo. I love Flo. I'm happy for him. Um, so I talked about this a little bit with uh, Mike Miller on the Raw recap. We talked to Adam Cole, but guys, you know, he, his contract is up tomorrow. He's a free agent. He could show up on Dynamite or not Dynamite Rampage tomorrow night. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on Adam? Who Cole? cares if Rampage is already taped? He's going to travel back in time. Oh, is, is it already taped? I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. I haven't seen anything. Okay. Well, I haven't seen anything either. What, what are, yeah, what are your thoughts taped. on Adam Cole leaving WWE? Possibly. Potentially. If he has a public. It, I'm, it, no, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. If I'm Adam Cole, I'm going to roll that dice and I'm just going to see what I get. Because... I feel like there's something there for Adam Cole with CM Punk and possibly Daniel Bryan and with the Kenny Omegas of the world and, and the young bucks and the stings and the Darby's and the MJF's and the everything. And then, and then the rumors of even Bray Wyatt, like I feel like instead of doing that, I'm going to take my chances and I'm going to, I'm going to try to be the guy, the guy in WWE. It can't be Bobby Lashley. It can't be Roman Reigns for too, too long. It most certainly can't be Brock forever. Who else you got? Adam Cole, Bay Bay. That's who you got. I'm, is- I'm staying in WWE if I'm Adam Cole. Okay. Okay. Brandon. Well, I'm kind of on the complete opposite end. I think he will go to AEW if I'm his his counsel, his personal counsel, I would say to go to AEW. Now, I understand where you're coming from, Brian, because WWE, it's still the number one show, but just the way the landscape is changing and just how we've seen this over and over and over again. And I love Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole could be the top guy in WWE if given the chance. But, I mean, there's just been so many people over and over and over again with Kevin Owens and you know Keith Lee and Shinsuke and Aleister Black that I thought, oh, you know, they could do something with them. And they just don't do anything. Adam Cole, honestly, maybe besides Kevin Owens, is like the like above all those other guys. But I just think the AEW scene is just too perfect. His girlfriend, fiance, whatever is over there. His friends are over there. He knows he'll have you know creative freedom. He'll have some sort of top spot over there. And when it comes to WWE, like yeah, maybe Vince can sweet talk him. But then that doesn't mean if he signs a three four year contract, maybe he'll be there for six months. He'll be a top guy for six months, and then he just gets lost in the shuffle like everyone else. 
No, no. That's not, no, no, no. I, I asked this before, and I'll ask it again. Brandon, you want a main event double or nothing or WrestleMania? Huh? I mean, WrestleMania would be cool, but that's not a guarantee. I mean. I, I think if can, I'm a betting man. Yes, yeah. I'm putting more money on Adam Cole main eventing next year's double or nothing than next year's WrestleMania. Well, I mean, you can't just get hot shot into the main event of WrestleMania. It takes time, you know? Jesus. No, we're not, we're not TNA over here. We're not putting all the XWD guys in the main event. Jesus. You know, but uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I like CM Punk, you know, playing playing with the uh, with the internet. He's a smart guy. Phillips are smart people. You know, with the, uh, the AC on the sneakers one night and the BW. On oh, the sneakers, the next. I like it. People think it's Adam Cole and Bray Wyatt, but it's not. It's AC Slater and Bruce Wayne. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, Pat McAfee, one of the best commentators in the biz besides me. Uh, he has tested positive for COVID-19. Get well soon. SmackDown's not going to be the same without him tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Pat McAfee guy before he signed with WWE, and I know maybe some of the wrestling people didn't like him before, but, I mean, he's turned everybody around. He's done fantastic work, and I think he's also kind of revitalized Michael Cole a little bit, like giving him some some extra energy. And, I I mean, I love Pat, you know, on and off WWE, and hopefully, you know, get well soon. He's, he was vaccinated, but just because you get vaccinated doesn't mean you still can't get the virus. So mask up, wash your hands, social distance, yada, 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 get the vaccine, people. All the stuff. Hard. All the stuff. If they need somebody for Friday, you know, I'm here. Just fly me out real quick. I'll be there. I don't know if I want to do that job. Vince is in the year. I'd be, I'd be kind of scared. I'm not going to lie. Why the hell did you say that? <laughs> damn it. What the hell is a, a shucky-ducky? <laughs> um, so Gangrel was kept off AEW Dynamite due to the whole Edge brood thing. Um, I didn't. What the what the hell was Gangrel even going to do? <laughs> hey yo, hey, yo Tony Tony Khan <laughs> wants to recreate the Attitude Era so, so bad. bad. He is the def- He is a mark with money galore. <laughs> like, what the, like in Mil in Milwaukee. Like what what was Gangrel going to do in Milwaukee? Giannis versus Gangrel. Book it right now. Giannis was there. <laughs> I mean, the main event anywhere in the world. Philip, do you know who Giannis Antetokounmpo is? Yes, bro. He's, okay, he's a world champion basketball player. Okay, I and watched, MVP. I watched the finals. The finals. I ta- I ta- trademark. Trademark. Yeah, I watched that because that, that's the only one that mattered. The big championship game is the only one that mattered, so I watched it. Of course. Listen, I felt bad when I saw this report for Gangrel, and just how he talked about. The conversation he had with Edge and how Edge was so excited to like tell him about what he had done. And Edge was like, I hope this gets you more like bookings and signings and things like that. And Gangrel's just like, Well, it kind of messed me up. <laughs> yeah, but they, they didn't want to be too like WWE there. But they'll but they'll take all the shots. Yeah. Okay. It sucks, man. It really does. Damn. Or Gangrel. Gangrel was about to be fanging and banging on dynamite, bro. <laughs> he was about to be with uh who what's the group? 
with Sir 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 Serpentinko and uh, I hope Chaos. I said his name right. Or Sir, what is that? What's guy's his name? name? I know you're talking about with uh, Luther and uh, yeah, Luther. Serpentico, there we go. Is that his name? Yeah, he was gonna be with them. I'm sure. Could you imagine Jim Ross? We're fanging and banging on dynamite. <laughs> I love it. My God. Oh my God. I didn't uh, catch this. Maybe y'all could confirm, but did he call Jamie Hader thick on dynamite? I what? <laughs> I, don't know, I saw I saw somebody said that Jim Ross called her thick. I mean, he's always hanging out with Rebel. Maybe he picked up on the lingo. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe. If you pay attention to uh, JR's Twitter feed, he'd be he'd be retweeting some things. Oh, and liking some things. Oh, okay. I see you. Jim. JR see needs you. some water. I, I see I mean. you, Jim Ross. Well, well, yeah. I mean, he's he's been commentating for thirty years. Of course, he he's probably very dehydrated. Very thirsty. He's thirsty. <laughs> Absolutely. Comment a hey, no for for real though. Like I went through like maybe twenty bottles of water in two days, bro. It was, oh my god. That's that you know that's interesting. Is it you get really thirsty, Philip? You, you do, bro. Especially like when you're screaming at the mm-hmm. top of your lungs when when chaos is happening. Yeah, like I actually know I probably went through thirty. I, I had maybe in a in a in a forty minute span, I maybe had ten bottles of water. I'm not even joking. <laughs> you need to properly lubricate. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. You feel me? I need. I need a spe- specialist for that. Uh, Kofi Kingston apparently is not clear to compete. That's why he didn't show up at the SummerSlam hoopla la with uh, Xavier Woods, and that's why uh, Big Xavier is uh, running uh, running solo for the time being. Any inclination of what it is? Just not cleared. I don't know. I just picked up on the CM Punk hairstyle that Brandon has right now. Oh yeah, that's definitely what I'm doing right now. Oh, I see. What's uh what WrestleMania 29? He's bald. Bald no, CM Punk. No, you got the you got the 28 going. You know, I, I see it. I when see you it. get the uh, mutton chops, yeah, not the mutton chops, the Wolverine things. Oh, oh, from 14. Yeah, but I don't know what's going on with Kof, man. I hope he's okay. I hope he's all right, man. But are getting a couple of these, like even NXT, like Ember Moon and Nakota Bushi. Uh, what's the uh, Cruiserweight Champion's name? Uh, I'm gonna say Kota Ibushi too. Kushida. <laughs> wow. They don't know I what hope. Like, guys. Listen, what a time for Xavier Woods, though. Let's let's see it. Yeah. I want to see it. Xavier Woods. Uh, 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 Damian Priest U.S. title match. Let's go, baby. Really? Okay. I'm. I mean, maybe, possibly, possibly. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Xavier is a great tag team wrestler. He's had great tag team partners over the years. R Truth, Kofi, Big E, Brad Mouse. Um, maybe this is his time. Maybe this is Xavier's time. It is. I think it is. All right. Um, she straight from Sacktown. Shout out. I, I believe she's from Sacktown. If you hear this, Nicole, I love you. Uh, Nicole Savoy is going to MLW, a part of their new women's division. Uh, she's debuting in Philly, I believe, in October. October 2nd, I think, is the date. Uh, that's exciting at the 2300 Arena. Nicole Savoy, you know, the queen of the suplex. Seen her at APW quite a bit. Uh, she's the truth, man. That's somebody that uh, AEW needs, honestly. If they can get her, beef up that uh, woman's division, you know, spice it up, I think that'd be great. But uh, for the time being, this is, this is what's up for Nicole. Brandon, you've seen her before. 
I have seen her before. I think she's, you know, spectacular. Honestly, maybe one of the best indie matches I've ever seen. It was her in a mixed tag match. It was her and Candice LeRae and uh, <clears throat> uh, Joy Ryan and Adam Thornstow. I thought the match was absolutely fantastic and, you know, one of, one of the best ever. And I, I think she, well, she had like a cup of coffee kind of with AEW. I was hoping she would be, stay with them. And unfortunately, things didn't work out. But hopefully everything that goes well with MLW. Yes. Brian, are you are you aware of Nicole Savoy? I am now. Oh, <laughs> we got to get you out. We got to get you out to these indie shows. Got to get out, man. Y'all got to get me out, and man, bro. Like, because because of the commentary, like I'm tapped into a whole nother uh, variety of talent on the East Coast now. Jeez. I'm I'm gonna just I'm just start sending you all the stuff, bro. Please do. I got you. I got. Please you, do. <laughs> all right. Uh, this day in wrestling, Billy Graham made his WWF debut on this day in a. <laughs> 1975. Also on this day, the Blackjacks win the WWF Tag Team titles. Uh, Coco Beware, the Birdman, makes his debut on this day in the WWF in 1986. Uh, uh, oh my God, a Morris Day song was his was his theme music when he when he came in. Big Morris Day fan. Brandon, you a Morris Day fan? Oh yeah. Name is hit. Hey Siri, show me Morris Day songs. Wow, Brian, <laughs> Brian, you know Morris Day is right. Uh, Are you saying I'm old? <clears throat> Come on, guys. Mom, see, my mom, my mom is busting out the Morris Day right now, singing a little Oak Tree. Okay. Uh, what, what's the guy with the mirror? I forgot his name. I don't know. All right. My mom on the podcast, everybody. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow made his WWF debut on this day in 1987. Bam Bam was great. I miss him. I love that guy. Might have to play some Bam Bam later. SummerSlam 1991. This is a pretty big SummerSlam. Bam Bam. Sorry, I had to do that. Hey, I was just in the home. Asbury Park, baby. That's what they're known for. (laughs) Oh, God. Bam Bam was so good, dude. Uh, SummerSlam 1991. You have the stellar icy title match with uh, Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart. And, of course, uh, the match made in heaven, the, the, the glorious wedding. Of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Talk about a real royal wedding. So much pageantry. Brian, tell us about the wedding. The wedding was fantastic. You know, had some snakes in the grass and whatnot. <laughs> but that's all right. Any thoughts about SummerSlam 91, Brandon? Uh, fantastic wedding. One of the best weddings of all time. Only until they get topped by indexes when in a couple weeks. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be great. I don't I don't know. I mean, if we talk it, it, I I don't know. I don't know. I, if we're talking if we're talking great ceremonies, the friendship ceremony between Billy and Chuck. That's that, that's one of the best ceremonies of all time. Are we going to get like another AEW wedding with uh Sammy Guevara and Pam? I don't know. Are they getting married on TV? They should. They got engaged on TV or at least on the pre-show or on I know, whatever. Just, just kind of tie it all together, you know, put a nice little bow and knot on it. You feel me? Uh, what else do we have here? 25 years ago today, one of my good buddies, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, made his WCW debut. Uh, debut. He defeated Alex Wright, I believe. Alex, oh, hey, Alex Wright, he's starting to be very active on social media. I might, might, might have to hit him up, see if he's down to hop on the show. Yeah, with the dance. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, ECW TV 1999. I believe Tommy Dreamer and Raven won the uh, tag team championships. Uh, SummerSlam 2007, John Cena versus Randy Orton. Many people believe that's their best match. Mm. One of the 500. 
I, hey, when you have a great dance partner, you just you just work together all the time. Uh, over and over. All over and over. This is also and Triple, H, Triple H's over. return from injury. He wrestles a uh, King Booker. So that that was that was pretty cool. And then Petey Williams, the creator of the most overused move in the business, the Canadian Destroyer, and nickname. He, he's 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 forty years old. You know, he had to go on social media and apologize for how overused this move is. <laughs> he said he's sorry that he because like when he first started doing it, like it was cool. I'd never seen anything before like that as a kid. I was like, oh, and I'm watching people do shooting star presses and four fifties and. Just that assist, a simple flipping pile driver. This is great. Mm-hmm. And now look at it. Like you got Rock and Roll Express doing it. Dustin's doing it. I think Sting did one. I'm just like, yeah, what are we it's doing? such a cool looking move, but also a simple move that yeah, that's why it's overused. But yeah, I think the coolest. Know. I think the coolest one I've ever seen. And this is like like 2012. I knew this dude. He was in a backyard fed. You know they they did it off of a ladder. Through like a, I think this is like when this is like when the this is before the indies started using doors. They used a door. I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, but now I've seen like the Bucks do it off a ladder twenty times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like he was that dude would come to school with like scrapes and scars and bruises all over his face. I thought he was ribbing me, and then I see the video. I'm like, oh my god, you're okay. You're legit. <laughs> you're a crazy person. You're, you're a crazy person. Oh my god, he was the. Pensacola championship wrestling champion, bro. PC dub. Uh, all right, let's go to the fan. Roman? What? Roman? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's go to the fan mail. We have a lot of fan mail. Are you guys ready for this? I'm ready. Because you skipped it last week. No, the, did I? Because you had your terrible beat Airbnb. Okay, look, left. listen, listen, let's not talk <laughs> about that. And there was no emails last week. It okay. was just in Brightest Day X. And I told him. I apologized to him personally. I did. As you should. Gave him a phone call. As you should. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Alfie Lewis. Hey, man, listening to Phil and Brian put over Charlotte on the SummerSlam recap was probably the most entertaining part of the EP. Thanks, man. You see, that's what this – you see? Now, if Brandon would have joined, it would have been the greatest – would have been the greatest recap of all time. <laughs> well, it would have been the greatest recap of all time in the history of, of this platform. Why not? I didn't. <laughs> when, when, when Charlotte carries someone to a good match, then they will let you know. <laughs> yeah, nobody's yeah. on her level, so she has to carry people, bro. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's the one getting carried. Uh, SummerSlam, the 12 2021 doesn't get carried. She does the carrying, she does the heavy lifting. God, well, you think Nikki Ash was. Was carrying people. Sidebar: I saw the video of Baby Huey interviewing her. She is a tiny human being. She's very tiny. <laughs> she is a small human being. He, I mean, he, baby, he was like seven feet tall. So he's pretty tall. Yeah, he, he, he was a, he's a. Oh yeah, you got to meet him in person. What, 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 yeah. you, were, you were like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, baby Huey is a tall human being. He's, he's pretty tall. He's I was like, baby. whoa. But I love him. I love him. That's my that's my boy. That's he's not a baby. <laughs> I mean, he look. He literally looks the same. Like if you look at pictures from him from like twenty years ago, he looks the exact same. I need those kind of jeans. Jesus Christ, <laughs> this black is going crack. You feel me? Oh, hootie who four twenty? Hootie who? The cult of personality is alive and in full effect uh, yet again. 
I'm here for it. Welcome back to the best in the world. Absolutely, man. Nigerian Prince. Um, <laughs> they give us great moments like Kofi and Bianca winning the big one, but then take it away literally in seconds once they lose. Now, Brock was never affected because he's Brock, but if they have Becky try to be a legit face after that, she's ruined. Well, the internet got good news for you. <laughs> the, okay, if the internet says it, it's right. Yeah, and she tweeted a picture that she loves heels. So I mean, the show. Know, well, it's exactly. a good show. It is. I mean, it's, it's a it's a it's a good show. I mean, uh, Brian, what are your thoughts? She's getting ready to put Bianca all the way over. That's what she's gonna do. But and she already right beat her in so. seconds, so I don't care. She beat her in seconds, but again, like I said, I said this also on episode three of Within the Ropes <laughs> that. Oh, cheap plug, cheap plug. Just, just a little one, just a little one. That you have to understand that Bianca was ready, prepared for Sasha Banks. And then when she found out that she wasn't facing Sasha Banks, she was told she was facing Carmella, which she was familiar with because she's been kicking her butt for a long time. No. And then, no. and then, hold on. And then Becky Lynch comes into the fold. She, she, she appears and, and Bianca, she's she's not a punk. She's she accepted the challenge because she's not afraid. That's the babyface thing to do. And then what did Becky do? She took a page right out of Charlotte Flair's book that she's not even done writing. And she said, "Bam!" And then hit her with the manhandle slam and took that title in twenty six seconds. Listen. I've I have had I I've had the card switched up on me in amateur wrestling. And you know what? I lost, but it wasn't no 26 seconds. I lost in like three minutes. Jesus. And you I've had it switched up on me. And I've won sometimes. So come on, please. Please. Can't handle slam. I don't want it. That is stupid. That is <laughs> dumb. I do- Look, I would have been perfectly fine if she just worked her arm for like at least at least two minutes and then wrenched it with the disarmor and made her tap out. I would have been fine with that. I would have been cool. Like, like what MJF did to Jericho. Like I just work the arm for a little bit, put her in the submission, have her tap. I would have been cool with that. I wouldn't have been as mad. But we're over here doing WrestleMania nine crap. Becky said, "Easy money." Now, 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 Bianca's got to get her revenge. To hell with the man. Yeah, I said it. Jesus, like tw- it's working. <laughs> a twenty second tap out is much more believable than a twenty second pinfall. But. I think they're they're going to do damage to both of them, honestly. And if Becky is a heel, which I think you kind of have to, it, you're comparing it to WrestleMania 9 with Hulk Hogan. I would also compare it to WrestleMania 17 with Stone Cold. Like, she's a ready-made face. Everyone wants to cheer. She was She's probably the most over person in that company. And then you just turn her heel because maybe she wants the creative you know juices to get flowing doing that. I, I just think it, it's cutting your nose off to spite your face. So bear it. You hear that, wrestling fans? He said WrestleMania 7. Get your history books out. Man. Y'all don't be knowing. And it's on X7. It's 17. 17. Did I say 7? It's X7. 17, but I know some people like to say X7 because it says X7 on the poster. But they don't don't say 18 when it says X8 on the poster. Get your history books out, okay? X7. It's 17. (laughs) X7. That's what Vince wanted, so that's what he's going to get, man. Why would I? Why would what was I, 19? Was 19 X9 too? No, it was just 19. Oh, okay. It was WrestleMania it was 19. All oh, the Roman number. Oh, okay. Best, best, uh, 
best WrestleMania of all time. Did you guys play those games for GameCube? Oh yeah, never had a GameCube. Oh, the man. GameCube was the GameCube was underrated. Like when you weren't supposed to be playing, you could turn it off real quick. Just hit that button. <laughs> PS2 boy over here. Damn I, was reckoning. A, I, was, I was a PS2 boy too. I mean, don't get it Me twisted. Too. You know, but uh, I'm just saying that the, the GameCube. Like it was, it was kind of underrated. That's all I'm saying. Jack of all trades. Random thought: Is RK Bro going to be the new Team Hell No? Uh, well, let's yes. see. Let's They're see. definitely going for that direction. But let's see, Team Hell No. Two, uh, two former world champions. One of them is now a Hall of Famer. Um, RK Bro, one of the best wrestlers to ever do it. Multiple time world champion, guaranteed future Hall of Famer, youngest world champion in the history of this business, and then a clown. An absolute clown. Come on. No. No. The segments are like team hell no-ish, but they, I mean, they have AJ Styles to work off of, which is fun, but they're not wrestling Shield. They're not wrestling the Wyatt family. They're not going to go out there and have fantastic matches, which is what made team hell no, like fantastic. Not only the the funny segments, but also the matches. And as much as I love Riddle and as much as I, I put him over, he's no Dana Bryan. And he might be able to recover slightly from this, but he's probably not main eventing WrestleMania anytime soon. He's no Daniel Bryan. He's not a gender Mahal. Like just, just terrible. Just terrible. You know? Come on now. I like Riddle. There we go. Me and Brian finally agree on something. Alfie Lewis, uh, you guys ever do a podcast in a weird or unique place? Uh, driving home from San Francisco, Brandon and I used to do podcasts. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. We did. We did. We did some with the other guy in his car, and then we did some in the Jeep. And they surprised. They sounded surprisingly okay. That's really especially dope, with man. the Jeep because the Jeep can get very loud. We re- like. I had my laptop on my lap. I had the headsets plugged into the laptop, and we were just potting, recapping shows when we were going back home, dude. Those were the headset days. We used to use headsets. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, you that's, that's really tight, man. In a weird place. I have not, I have not, but that that sounds very fun. I've, I've done podcasts in other places, but I got a kayfabe, you guys. We've done a podcast in New Jersey, we're gonna do a podcast in Chicago next week. Mm. I've done one in Tahoe, so you know, we're just covering the globe. Vegas, we're doing, we're doing it all over the place. Jesus Christ. Um, Nigerian Prince, hey, how did y'all meet? Uh, don't think I heard, or maybe y'all said it and I forgot. LOL. Well, here we go. Uh, story time. Yeah, story time. Oh, my God. Yay. Uh, Brennan <laughs> and I met at <laughs> Chabot College. I had a TV production class. I said something about a wrestling show. It's about a company that shall not be named. He said he was going. We saw each other. Started talking about wrestling. Here we are all these years later. I was, I was like six years ago. Jesus Christ. Are you sure it was six years ago? Really, it was so, like 20 years ago. Well, no, it must have been after WrestleMania 30 because I think we talked about, I think, you know, you it guys said something about, about WrestleMania know. 31, and I was like, oh, I went to 31, and then you didn't go, and then and then here we are. Here we are all these years later. Jesus. Uh, then Brian, you know, he was uh, he used to be a public enemy. I, I did that show. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't really keep in touch after that, but I saw this within the ropes. I'm like, who, who is this? And then I look, I'm like, oh, it's homie from the enemies. Okay. And then here he is. Here he is. Huh? Here I am. Let's go. Make sure you guys follow Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, WithinTheRopesPodcast.com. <clears throat> and then Philip said we're going to bring this guy on from Within the Ropes. I was like, okay, cool. And then here we are. 
Let's go, Absolutely. baby. But he does good work, so it's cool. And we're going to be doing podcasts from cars, trucks, and boats very soon. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Absolutely. And a couple of them are going to take place from where? From where, Brian? From where? From the Queen. Come on. Great airport chicken in the Queen City. Brandon's favorite place. (laughs) Great airport chicken in the Queen City. That in Canada. He loves both. That Canada and Reno scum loves it all. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, more. Alfie Lewis, where are the bullet cast crate challenges at? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> hey, these crate challenges, the Hood Olympics is, is real. Okay. Bro. That is real. I, I saw a chick do it in heels and she made it. I'm like, yes, queen. You go. You ebony <laughs> goddess. You go. I saw the Indianapolis Colts mascot do it. Oh, full geez. gimmick. I mean, shout out to that person. Oh, yeah. In the empty arena, right? Yeah. In the practice facility. Shout out to that person. I mean, blue. it's blue. Oh, no. Shout out blue. One of the best uh, NFL mascots there is. That's right. Wait a minute, Brendan. Are you a Colts fan? No, Raider Nation, unfortunately. And Saints. Shout out to Reggie Bush, my favorite football player of all time. Reggie Bush. Bush in the tush, baby. Super Bowl champion. I had I had a joke ready. Never mind. We're not gonna we're not gonna go there. No, go there. Go. go there. Nah. Full of no, gas after to... dark. On the Patreon. <laughs> nah. On the Patreon, they have to pay for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, in Brightest Day X, Mr. X, uh, I've been saying this all week watching Punk's return. I don't think I've ever felt this way about wrestling since watching it as a teenager in the late 90s. It's an amazing time to be a wrestling fan, dude. Punk has like two of the best moments in the last like 20 years the pipe bomb, which I have on right now, and then the return to wrestling. Two, two of them where you're like, wait, what's happening? Because people still to this day. I mean, like, there's always the debate worker shoot with the pipe bomb. And then, you know, the return, you're just like, yo, what's happening? This this is real with, with, with the return. So it's just, it, it, it's awesome. It's a great time. I love it. I love, I love everything about it. Uh, with Punk's upcoming match with Darby, does Sting feel like the most iconic third wheel ever? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And look, do you, th- now, do you think, let's say Adam Cole's the hottest thing. Let's say Adam Cole does. He's been called up. He's the hottest thing on the main roster. Let's say Punk comes back, wrestles him, and beats him. You think people get mad? Because they, they they get mad when other part-timers come back and, and beat current stars. Huh? And Darby's the hottest thing AEW has. Yeah, That is true. So, so. But Darby has had a record of being able to lose and come back. In WWE, that's not exactly – who – who is able to do what Darby does in terms of lose and yet get stuff out of it, but yet still continue to be hot? Jeff Hardy. He just got destroyed by Karen Cross. He got he lost to Jinder Mahal like three months ago. Okay. In like Jinder, 90 seconds. Jinder Mahal, he's younger, he's stronger. It makes sense. Okay. That does that that doesn't well, equate. Yeah, well, how? how? How doesn't it equate? I'm just saying Jeff Hardy right now. Is not Darby Allen an AEW? I mean, if we're being honest, Darby Allen is Jeff Hardy light. He's diet, <laughs> he's diet Jeff Hardy. If we're being completely honest, he's Jeff Hardy. If you you know leave the dryer on a little too long, who's Jeff Hardy's sting in WWE? Huh. I mean, Jeff didn't really have a, a manager. You know. You know. Bring back Michael Hayes. 
get that back together. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. Uh, Mr. X also says, I have so many thoughts about how they botched Becky's return, uh, which I don't, which I won't get into here. However, with the rumors that the man will now be a heel, do they actually expect people to boo her? Also, where is Sasha now? Um, I have thoughts about where Sasha is. Uh, I won't say them here, but, um, I guess Becky will be a heel. Maybe she can make it work. Maybe they're going to try to make her a heel. Like when they tried, when she first attacked Charlotte, um, and by the way, Becky was catapulted to being the hottest thing in the business because what? Because she was in there with Charlotte. It's not get it twisted, bro. It's not, it's not get it twisted. Charlotte elevates everybody, bro. That's right. Elevates everybody, bro. Woo. Hottest Becky ever was in NXT. She was in the ring with Charlotte. Come on. It's, has Rhea Ripley been elevated? It's <laughs> coming to the main roster. Well, sometimes you have it, or some, and sometimes you don't. Maybe Rhea just doesn't have it. I mean, I will admit that's still up for debate, but I mean, she, I mean, she was the, she was the champion. I she think Rhea, it was, I a think, late, it was a late rub, but uh-huh. I think Rhea Ripley was already, uh, I won't say destroyed, but for lack of a better word, I think Rhea Ripley was already in, in, in the mud because she came back and instantly got a raw women's championship opportunity against the likable, Oscar, but had she come back and gone straight after the queen, I mean, she might have been elevated by now, but I don't know. And that was such an easy story to tell. Like, oh, you beat me at WrestleMania. I'm going to avenge my loss. And they didn't even talk about that one bit. It didn't have to be talked about. You, you watch the show, you know. Last up, he says, I have an idea for a match. Brock versus Bianca. Loser cuts off their ponytail. Oh, also, Brock's going I, over. Brock has is, to go over. Why is ponytail Brock the greatest thing ever? We're going to have a ponytail on a pole match. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh <laughs> yeah. Serious uh, question. How long does Bianca keep the ponytail? Um, Forever. Forever? Yeah. I think there's heat in cutting it off. No, but and I, don't, I mean, I don't know how viable it is to wrestle with that thing forever. You can't lose the tail. It's like an elephant losing its trunk. You just, you can't do it. How about this? Oh, Jesus Christ. Bailey comes back with a little bit of longer hair, right? And then instead of revisiting, having the I quit match, they have a hair versus hair match. Bailey brings back the side pony. That's, That's right. That's, That's right. Saying. He's probably mm-hmm. roaming around San Jose with the side pony right now. We don't know. Maybe. It's a possibility. Mm. Uh, they, they, never mind. That's a bad idea. They, they can't do that to WWE games. Sorry. They can't do that. Too much too too much changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got to keep stuff the same so that we can get a good game. I mean, it's coming out in March. They have time. Mm. They have time. Right. You, you never know. Never um, Brandon, tell us about AEW Dynamite. Oh, well, there was an AEW Dynamite. You didn't do the gimmick, Philip. AEW. Little Jimmy Walker for you. Little good times. Yes, sir. There we are. So we get uh, CM Punk. He makes his debut on AEW Dynamite. We get Tony Schiavone standing middle of the ring introducing him. Apparently, this was supposed to be the original plans for the Rampage show, but uh, plans got changed. And as I said, I think it worked out perfectly. Just have CM Punk come out by himself. But uh, we get the interview here. And CM Punk just 
you know, he he cuts a pretty straightforward, good promo, kind of putting over Darby, talks about why he's here. He there's a yes chant breaks out. He teases Brian Danielson, saying you guys got to get that's someone else's stick. You got to be a little more patient. So, uh, you know, breaking the Internet once again. So, you know, I thought a, a really good promo. Well, I mean, there's, the yes chant was Stephanie McMahon. So Stephanie's coming. Yeah, Stephanie. Well, the, the queendom is coming. And it's also the big shows. So, I mean, Paul White's there. So maybe that's who he was talking about. Cause there was like a brief chant where they brief period where they try to put it off on the big show doing it. No, that was a weird time. No, no, I mean, no. Is Stephanie coming? That. Oh, hey, hey, I'd pop. And, the real uh, queen where the queen's back, the queendom where queen the queen's bow down. Queen. Hey, that should, that should just be Charlotte's theme song. I'm not going to lie to you. Could, could you imagine those robes with that, with, with that theme? I just I love it. And I caught some heat on social media, guys, because we're talking about AEW. So shout out to uh, Sir Wilkins of the Jobber Tears podcast. He said the forbidden door is a one, it's a one way door, which is true. And I said it's not truly forbidden until VKM walks through that thing. Man, the responses that people gave me. Jesus Christ, I didn't, I didn't know you people were so. Uh, didn't, didn't know you people cared that much. I want to hear oh, some. No oh, man, they can be read on the on the podcast on the on this PG podcast. Oh, uh, they could. They could. Uh, so, I mean, what, what, do you, what, what, do you, what do you guys think about that? About this whole forbidden door thing? It's not truly forbidden until Vince walks through it. That's just, that's just me. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> Brandon. Hell, even even uh, Billy, I'm not going to say his last name, from, from the National Eilish. Wrestling Alliance. Oh. Uh, he even said it himself that. He wishes that Vince McMahon would would or the WWE would participate in this forbidden door, uh, uh, you know, group. Uh, yeah, whatever wrestling, this, whatever this, is. whatever this is, because it just it, it would be better for the business. It's true. I get right. it. I mean, you know, the forbidden door. It's just a gimmick, and I I mean, I understand what you guys are talking about, but it's just marketing and. I think maybe the more of the forbidden door that they were talking about was more New Japan. It's a little smaller. It's a little smaller door, like a little doggy door. That door doesn't matter. <laughs> that door doesn't open up Titan Towers. Jesus Christ. What else happened on Dynamite, man? Well, we didn't hear what Brian had to say about the CM Punk. Problem. Oh, what'd you think about CM Punk, Brian? I'm sorry. It was good. I smiled at the Daniel Bryan uh, little hint there. It's, it was like a smile, but then like a man, like I wish Vince would just let these guys go out there on Raw and SmackDown and just say whatever they want to say. Well, apparently Seth and Roman say whatever the hell they want. Which is why they're in the position that they're in. Yeah, which I mean, so 5% of the roster can say what they want to say. Well, I mean, come on. It's the tribal chief. <laughs> You're going to give him a script. You're going to give the drip king a script. Come on. No, you're not. No, you're not. Whoa. Now, Whoa. now, Otis, yeah, script out what he says, of course. Um, yeah, it just show it just shows who they trust, man. And I'm fine with scripting promos if that's what the wrestlers feel more comfortable with, because I think like Randy says he's more comfortable like doing the scripted stuff. But you know, you can still have all your writers, and you don't have to, you know, you can direct them a certain way, but you don't need to, you know, put it out word for word verbatim. But yes. you know, what do I know? I'm not a billion dollar corporation promoter yeah 
I just play one on TV. Okay. Uh, there we go. So we get uh, Jericho challenging MJF once again. We get Jericho. He comes out, cuts a promo, talks about uh, the five labors of Jericho, how he lost and how he's lost to MJF three more times. And so he's raising the stakes all out. Jericho, MJF once again. And if Jericho loses, he will retire from wrestling. He'll go full time as a rocker, as a commentator. He'll never worker. wrestle in AEW again. Come on back. Jericho, you had you had you had your two years. You had fun. Come on. We'll, we'll get we'll get we'll give you a quick shot with the title and we'll put you on the Hall of Fame. Come on, man. I'm a, I'm going ha- to have Huey text him and tell, tell him what's up. It's, it's time. It's time. Come on. The inner circle is not even a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a thing anymore. It's not. Or the pinnacle. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, 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 come on. You were their first champion. You, you did good business for them. You, they, they sang your song. I'm trying to hear break the walls down one more time. And not just on YouTube. Okay. I got something to say. Let me hear. Let me hear this. Come on. Come is on. this? Does this lean more on the? Oh my God! Another MJF, Chris Jericho match, or does this lean more on the? All right, we're finally getting the Jericho MJF payoff that we all wanted. Like, um, you know, like they, they had the one BS one, the first one. Uh, and then that you know, the second one was like the uh, the blood and gut. So he didn't. I mean, like he didn't really beat him. Like the team surrendered. The th- and then the third one, he actually like beat him, tapped out. So may- maybe this will be the, uh, the 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 truly decisive one. I hope so. I mean, okay. So let me ask you this: Is this like is this predictable or what? Like. We obviously I mean, know. I'm. I don't know for, for sure either way, honestly, because the labors it kind of was like a retirement tour. It kind of went through the career of Jericho, and I mean, if if Philip is right that they're kind of being cheeky, saying he doesn't have to wrestle in AEW, he doesn't. He can you know do some stuff maybe in New Japan, and he can focus more on Fozzie and do some commentary on Rampage. So I know I'm kind of talking myself into it, but I think Jericho might win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, uh, the the effect of Judas will hit. And um, good things will happen. I hope. But doesn't but doesn't that hurt MJF though? How? He's undefeated technically. No, he's not. He lost to John Moxley. Did he? Yeah. Okay, but other than that, that was a championship match, right? Yeah, he lost okay. to John Moxley. Okay, other than that, you are we really building MJF up this entire time? He beat Jericho, made him what? He made him a tap, tap out, just to just to have him lose. Like, shouldn't we have moved on? Like, don't you think it'd be better move to just move on from this instead of having them go one more time just so Jericho can old old Jericho could win? It's uh, not needed. I do wonder why they went to the the match for him to lose. Because technically, in storyline, MJF could have did this. Uh, whatever, whatever the fuck you call it, the stipulation mm-hmm. at the end. So I don't know why, need, unless it is for him to win. So I, that's why I'm kind of wondering what the first match was for MJF to win. So then now for Jericho to get his win back. Yeah, I'm kind of. It is kind of weird. And this the all out show. It's definitely being, I think, carried by the CM Punk debut match at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. 
Uh, I mean, but, but hey, when they first uh, when they first pushed Jericho off the cage, Brandon and I, we we sat here, we wondered, well, how are they going to get to all out? Because that's the logical thing to do. And I guess I guess this is how we get there. Guess you're right. Yeah. We get a uh, Christian Cage and Kenny Omega segment. We get uh, Kenny and his goons coming out. They do a little bit of a promo work with Tony Schiavone, and then Christian interrupts. They they go back and forth, and they really uh, harp on the Christian Cage, uh, Don Callis relationship from Winnipeg back in 96. They run a little video package that they had on YouTube that I saw. And they, I mean, it was basically more just Christian Cage and Don Callis going back and forth. We get Kenny Omega doing the you think you know me bit. Obviously playing off a of edge, bro. He like my guy really just said Vince McMahon on on, on live TV. How come nobody's talking about that? They want they want to be too cute and cheeky and throw jabs at WWE, but when but when a guy mentions the boss, we're not going to talk about. No, I blacked out. <laughs> I mean, Don Callis is who is this guy think he is, huh? He needs to lay off the tanner. He was looking kind of brown and orange. I don't, I don't even. I don't even know what's happening. I don't really know what's happening. Like either. why? 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 Why do they let him on television? I really need to know this. I don't think Kenny needs him. I don't think Kenny needs everybody. Kenny doesn't need anybody. He I'm, needs. He needs himself. He's got himself. I'm. I mean, Kenny needs to have a good match, which I'm still waiting on. But uh, other than that. I mean, I, I I don't I don't I don't get it. Maybe, maybe this is Don Callis's big break. <laughs> if this is something he's wanted to do for the last twenty five years, Jesus Christ. Don Callis is Eric Bischoff. Kenny Omega is Hulk Hogan. The the Good Brothers are the Outsiders. He and the Omega. Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are uh, <laughs> I don't know Scott Norton and Vincent. I, I don't know. I don't know at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would say the Young Bucks are Hall and Nash. Really? <laughs> yeah, over cause, over cause they, Anderson and Gallows? Yeah, because they had, you know, Hogan, Hall, and Nash, were, they were the three-man group, and that's what the elite was for the longest time, you know? Um, so really, Kenny Omega is Hogan? He, he has the same... Uh, Nakazawa is Horace Hogan. Nakazawa is Horace. Who's the disciple? Uh, yeah, Cutler. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's it. That's it. Yo, there's so, the NWO elite. So Kenny Omega has the same out of the uh, out of ring traits as Hulk Hogan. Yes. Oh, 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 really? Oh, no. We coming for you then, Kenny. <laughs> so there was actually a match that happened on AEW Dynamite. The opening match was Orange Cassidy taking on Matt Hardy, and Orange Cassidy gets the win. Uh, Matt Hardy gets busted open pretty good on his nose. I forget exactly what it was, maybe like a crossbody or something. And he lands on his face. Yes. Uh, in the end, Orange gets the win. A uh, little comedy, you know, little serious wrestling here and there. Overall, it was fine. You know, both characters are over. Good little opener to uh, start the show off, and a lot of blood. A lot of blood. Yeah, a lot of blood. Uh, I guess uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Chucky are hanging out. Or yeah, Trent's injured, right? Mm-hmm. Posted a photo the other day of his uh, arm, and it's like all small on one and buff on the other because of you know at- whatever atrophy or something. Because he Just, can't do anything. 
Yeah, and they got the Wheeler Yuta, who I, I didn't even know this guy was the IWTV champion. I didn't even know they had a title. So that's interesting. Uh, the match was fine. You know, bl- uh, blood makes everything yet more interesting, especially when it's organic and not uh, a planned blade job. So thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yep. We get a semifinal match in the AEW tag title tournament. The Lucha Bros taking on the Varsity Blondes, and the Lucha Bros get the win. Um, I, I, th- I thought the finish, not like the finish was out of nowhere, but I thought maybe they could have gone a little bit longer with it. Uh, technically, the Varsity Blondes, the number one contenders, really boosting up their their rankings over there on dark and dark elevation, but Lucha bros get the win. They set up Lucha bros and Jurassic express on rampage for Friday shows already happened. So if you want to, you can check out the spoilers, but we are not going to talk about that here. Uh, and they do a little angle afterwards with the elite. I think these were the, the two tag teams we thought were going to happen. Who do you guys think is going to win? And what'd you think about the match? Uh, Brian, I was hoping that varsity blondes was going to win this match. Because I would really like to see the blondes and the express go at it and something fresh. I was honestly hoping the blondes would go all the way and be put in that steel cage with the young bucks, but it was good. Lucha Bros. I'm I don't I'm kind of trying to figure out the direction, what's going on. I know they're mixed in with 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 pack and everything that's going on with that, but I don't know, man. It's just it's weird whenever I see stuff like this because it's like, well, what's really going on with them? Like, this is, I thought that they were with this and the, you know what I mean? So match was good, though. Lucha Bros are always fun to watch. And like I said, I, I just sucks for the varsity blondes. Are they technically still the number one contenders? The ranking system doesn't matter. Weren't wasn't the acclaimed number one contenders? Yeah, well, look what happened kind of sucks yeah apparently bowens is having singles matches he is you know caster didn't get suspended for like two months or something yeah the acclaim now is that is that confirmed is that confirmed did he really get suspended probably bro we'll see in like another maybe what 40 days (laughs) sucks man right well yeah man i mean common sense man i Simone Biles, I get it's the you know the the hip thing to do because she was popular in the news, but Duke Lacrosse, geez, come on, man, not 2007 anymore. Yeah, I, and I like Matt, Max Caster. Like some of those raps are kind, they, they the bars are kind of hard. I'm not gonna lie here. Like never forget it, the oral sessions line with John Mox. I thought that was like, can, can he get a feature on Donda? Like, come on, if that ever on. drops, Kanye, where's where's the album, please? Yay, his name is Yay now. Am I the only one who wished the Varsity Blondes would have won that match? No, I love the Varsity Blondes. I'm a fan, you know? It, it, you know you know what? I'm inspired by them so much. Brian and I are going to dye our hair blonde, and we're going to be the Ebony Blondes. That's right. You know, because... <laughs> I could because just have been a little cheerleader outfit. <laughs> we'll, be a little, we'll be a little Julia Hart's out there. <laughs> go team, go. Jeez, no, you can, Wait. You can, be, you can be Mr. Fuji. <laughs> Wait, no, listen, because I feel like the Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express, like, they fought those guys already. And so, like, what? Like, I know. I mean, unless they're going to give Jurassic Express, if they win uh, the a big, big, you know, moment, 
but I don't know, man. I don't Maybe but man, just... AEW is like that uncle you have where they, they, they tell you, oh, we're going to do all this cool stuff. And then over time, you start to see little things where you, you start to get disappointed and then they just keep repeating their bad habits. That's what yeah. AEW is starting to become. Just I agree. Rinse and repeat. And, oh, we'll do something cool here. But then we're going to go back to the same old. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And don't ever do that again, Tony Khan, telling us that it's going to be the greatest episode and fans are going to be so happy, leading me to think that something else was going to happen on Rampage, but all we got was CM Punk. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even give us Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt. You didn't just have like 20 new people debut. You just had CM Punk. I mean, he's been gone for seven years. Who cares? Hey, man. I mean, I Flip I it and ship it. Everyone will kill me on Twitter now. Hey, if you could afford them, anybody could have gotten CM Punk within like the last year and a half. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Um, yeah, we, so. we had our one women's match on the show. Jamie Hader takes on Red Velvet. Uh, Hader gets the win first match in forever. And there's definitely building heat. They're trying to put heat on Britt Baker, even though she's the most uh, over woman. She's the most the over roster. person in the company besides CM Punk. Um I would no. say no one got hurt, spoken asked for, but uh, Red Velvet tried to do a moonsault and she landed she on her head. Yucky. Missed completely. I was like, and oh I don't, my god! And I don't know whether it actually like knocked her out for a second or if she was selling it. Like, damn! I think she was. Up. I think she was selling because, like, I, you watch it back. She didn't like land on her head. She landed on her stomach. She landed on her face. Well, I'm. I'm. Uh, that's nice cool. to see. Because yeah, had that something like that had something like that happened in WWE, they would have just kept going and you know. oh, people would have buried it completely because it's AEW. They're not going to do that. Uh, Red Velvet with the suicide Fez presses though. Like, can we yeah, let's give her some props? Let's give her some props. You know, she sold the hell out of that lariat that a uh, hater threw. That was beautiful, beautiful. She did. I was yelling Laragato over here in my in my apartment. It was great. Mm-hmm. Jim Ross called Jamie Hader thick, according to Twitter. So I, I, mean, I don't know if wrong. that's true or not. <laughs> Jim Ross knows what he's talking about. You know? You think it's the right move having Britt Baker continue to be like a strong heel and now putting a heater on her instead of just kind of going with the flow? Yeah. She's she's great at this. She she okay. she's great at this. I I I I love Britt Baker, dude. I love I love what she's doing right now. I thought that the rumor was the Iconics were supposed to be with her. I'd heard. Too. I probably would have been like, if that happened on Rampage Friday night, the hell was CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But wait, does what do you do you? What? What? Chris Statlander at All Out, right? Is she? Yep. Yeah, it's confirmed. We got a graphic. Oh, great. We got the we got the we got the uh Christian Kenny Omega one. Are you happy now, Brandon? I am just so happy. I mean, Fantastic. Christian Cage, former world champion, a real world's championship, is gonna carry Kenny Omega to it'll be good. fine because Adam Cole will come back from the dead and he'll stare down Kenny Omega at the end of all out. Good. You know, another person nice. that can carry Kenny Omega to a good match. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. Well, the last thing I have on the script here, what is it? Well, we had the uh, six-man 
whatever you call it. Uh, Mox, Kingston, and Allen take on the wingmen. And, uh, you know, this is what you would expect, kind of a very competitive squash match. And Darby Allen gets the win here. We also had one of those promos where John Moxley throwing darts at everyone. And unfortunately, we're not getting the Hiroshi Tanahashi match, we all thought. But instead, we get uh, Satoshi Kojima. So Japanese legend coming over to face John Moxley. It's a cool match. But I think when all the rumors were Tanahashi, this is obviously a disappointment. Why aren't we getting Tanahashi? What happened? Well, he's kind of double booked because he's wrestling the night before in uh, to- in not Tokyo, but in Japan. So it technically could happen, but it's not going to. It is like not very feasible for that to happen. Oh, um, yo, look, what the hell was JD Drake wearing? Jesus Christ. What was he wrestling in that? This guy was just in the main event to unify the Evolve and WWZ championship like two years ago. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? I pay attention to the indies. He was one of the ones I paid attention to. Why is this happening? Who's the TNT champion? Was it Darby? We had like the pretty good TNT title match. And then now he's just not even anywhere to be seen except for this show. Oh my god, I don't, I, I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Brian, what do you think? Could you see John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen as trios tag team champions in the future? I don't, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, it's one of the only really credible trios they have i know there's Mm -hmm. Jurassic express but i don't think marco stunt is going to be doing much for people i mean just i don't know know. you get triangulo de la muerte there's dark order there's a couple of them could be trios. and there's some there's some issues in the dark order we didn't go over that but uh, they're definitely going to the split and i would assume we're gonna have to wait for hangman to come back and then we everyone's gonna be one big happy family again okay okay we just got to make sure everybody's still together. You know, uh, seven, ten, silver, Anna J. She's still injured, right? Mm-hmm. Get well soon, Anna J. I love you here. Yep. All right, guys. Superstar Spotlight. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to give it to the cult of personality, the former voice of the voiceless, the second city saint. Shout out, Phil. We love you, man. Welcome back, bud. We, we we didn't talk about Brian Anderson and and um Malachi and, uh, Black Malachi Brock Black. Anderson. I'm sorry, Brock Anderson. Um, My apologies. <laughs> yeah, Malachi killed him and his dad. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. This is I'm an advocate for squash matches, and you can main event a squash match if you tell the right story. And I thought they told the right story here. And there. Yeah. Putting over Malachi. Superstar Spotlight. I have Brock Lesnar's ponytail. Not Brock Lesnar, just his ponytail and his beard. Okay. All right. Still waiting for the comparisons, Philip. You said you're going to bring up the side-by-side of me with my little ponytail. Oh, yeah. Research. That's right. right. Uh, Brian, did you you have Superstar Spotlight? Did you say? Charlotte. Oh, of course. The Queen City, the 12-time women's champion, the current reigning, defending, undisputed, the greatest Raw women's champion I have ever seen in my entire life. The greatest life. women's champion of all time Ooh. across any promotion, I'll say it. 
That's right. Better than Gail Kim and TNA. Yeah, I know what I Yeah, just, absolute Gail. She'll never do this podcast now she just, if she heard that. Oh, my God. I love Gail Kim. She's awesome. I love her. I love her to death. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, Brian, tell us about our uh, promo pick of the week. Shawn Michaels, Montreal, from August 15th of 2005 on Monday Night Raw. Um, Shawn Michaels was in complete goat mode. If you will, during this promo, when, when was he not? <laughs> but he was always goat in uh, Montreal and Canada. He was just the goat, the greatest. He was in goat mode because he was going going up against, uh, getting ready to go up against Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. It's my favorite SummerSlam match of all time, by the way. I loved when he turned on him. That's one of my favorite Shawn Michaels moments. Hey, Hogan was just smiling and cheesing and hey, doing that the- kick. That kick. That, that kick got Shawn invited to the cookout. <laughs> yes, sir. Not only did it get him invited to the cookout, but I think that was one of the turning points in Shawn Michaels' uh, second part of his career that really made. Some people who doubted him go, oh, the heartbreak kid is back. And he was only healed for a month. Let's not forget. The showstopper is back. The main event is back. Okay. Brandon, <laughs> what you, do you think of the promo? We've talked about this before on the show, I believe. I, I love this promo. I mean, after he came back in whatever, 2001, 2002, we didn't, you know, we always kind of had like happy, you know, Christian Shawn Michaels, but this we had, for a brief moment in time, we had the Heartbreak Kid back, and it, it's fun to watch. Oh, I mean, the Heartbreak Kid never left. Come on. I mean, the guy that, you know, he the guy who sometimes loses his smile, has some sunny days, and all those other things. Bret Hart had sunny days. <laughs> Good for Bret Hart. Bret's never going to do this podcast now either. Jesus Shout God. out Sunny. See, I saw her at a WrestleCon one time, just on the floor, struggling with her shoes. Sunny Stitch. Sunny, how, how's she doing now? Uh, she's seen uh, sunnier days, we'll say that. Oh, okay. okay. She, she might have to get a real job now, too, than that OnlyFans is. Uh, hey, hey nope, nope. OnlyFans reverse course. They're, you know, they're going back and until they change their ways, but well, shout oh, out OnlyFans. Oh, really? Oh, oh, really? They were just you know, trying to scare people. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> sex work is work, right? <laughs> oh my god what is what? happening what is happening what uh, i didn't know that was such a hot take close match pick of the week masha slamovic <laughs> versus allison k for the gsw women's championship it was the end of the global cup to crown the first ever woman's champion it happened on the day of SummerSlam. i was in new jersey this match was insane Trash was thrown. Trash cans were uh, thrown. It was wild. Brian, what do you think? I thought it was wild as well. And it's funny because I'm watching and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. (laughs) You didn't lie. (laughs) Philip, you didn't lie when you told me. It's crazy. Okay. I was entertained, though. Her name Al- Allison K. Yeah, Sienna and uh, Impact. Allison K. And Marty Bell might become the uh, NWA Women's Tag Team Champions mm-hmm. at Empower coming up. Uh, sh- shout out the homie uh, Pollo Del Mar will uh, be in attendance for that. 
got the job at the NWA. Proud of you, bud. Uh, yeah, Brandon, what'd you think of the uh, the match pick of the week? Fantastic match, crazy match because I definitely did watch it. But uh, breaking news: we have AEW ratings. Usually, this happens after the show. They have one point one seven million viewers, and they also have the highest eighteen to forty nine demo since the show's debut. So CM Punk is a uh, real thing. Yeah, uh, back to this match. That was a great match, Phil. Fantastic match. I mean, how, what can I say? What did you, you think know, of the Great finish? athletic. It was a fantastic finish. I mean, what what was the finish, Brent? I mean, it was a burning hammer into a Canadian destroyer on a on a door. It was insane. She got hit in the head with a belt and lost. I was close. Okay. Well, what's the point of us doing these if you don't watch this stuff? I, you know, I was yesterday it was such a crazy day, you know, up and down. I had some stuff to do and, you know, I mean, we can, we can, I can live, live watch it right now if you want. Really no, pat up. We can throw it. some. You're supposed to can, watch it before the show. Well, you know, the way my bank account works, it takes it's a couple free. of days. It takes a couple of days for it my checking on YouTube to get into my savings. You don't like Kevin Hart, but you'll start quoting him. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, I didn't say I didn't Brian, like Kevin Hart. I'm just, I'm that? just saying that you this know, fool doesn't Dave like Chappelle. Kevin Hart. How do you? Feel I didn't that? say oh. that. You're, you're saying that Dave Chappelle is not, is he's not, not the ghost. funny. He did a generic crackhead character. Okay, wow, that's it. <laughs> that's that's it. That is it. That's I gotta all say, he did. I gotta say, I love Dave Chappelle. I love the Chappelle Show. It wasn't and good. The Chappelle, the it Chappelle, was not good. The Chappelle Show. <clears throat> It was great. I can't. I'm I'm going to put it to you like this. If Kevin Hart was like at the level he's at now, back in the early 2000s, he would have been the fifth king of comedy. I'm I'm, going to leave leave it with that. I'm going to leave it with that. That's interesting. It would have been D.L. Hughley. It would have been Bernie. It would have been Cedric. It would have been Steve. And it would have been Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kevin Hart's like... Like specials are funny, but I don't think he's that funny in movies. And well, it's not. A, it's not about like the movies. That. It's about the specials. It's about the comedy specials. The specials are okay. They're you know? they're cool. Okay, he, think, dude, selling out baseball stadiums. Hold on. Okay. I think that's call me see, when Dave Chappelle sells out a baseball <laughs> stadium in front of forty thousand people. Call Dave Chappelle me. owns Netflix. He is Dave Netflix. Netflix. He doesn't own Netflix. <laughs> he is Netflix. He doesn't own Netflix. I think Dave Chappelle could. Um, Dave Chappelle's got the Chappelle show, though. That's iconic. To who? To an entire generation. And more. I was a part of the generation. I mean, I was I was watching good comedy. Ouch! <laughs> Yikes! You know, uh, like like I mean, come on, man. I'll take a Richard Pryor. Like I'll take one Richard Pryor joke over the entire. Chappelle show. Hey, uh, yeah. This branded. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hearing it for the past couple months. So I'm just immune. You're going to go, you know, you're going to disrespect I mean, the Charlie Murphy, true Hollywood stories. I mean, those mm-hmm. sketches are goaded. No, it's fine. Okay. You're just going to disrespect Dave Chappelle and Charlie Murphy. Yes, I will. What's okay. going to, what's going to happen? What are they going fine. to do? Well, what are they going Char- to do? Charlie Murphy's not going to do anything because he's unfortunately passed away, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I gonna get haunted? Ooh, you know what's Dave Chappelle gonna do? Absolutely nothing. Because he's not a damn do thing. He doesn't need to do anything. He's perfectly fine doing his He'd little backyard Ohio stupid, shows in front of like three hundred people. Stupid shiny eight ball head. 
Uh, doing a Yikes. damn thing. Uh, Kevin Hart's better than Dave Chappelle. You guys know where to find us, man, on all the what platforms. We're we, yeah, we're doing. We're we talking about this podcast. match that I, that I definitely did watch. We're talking about a wrestling podcast. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, I have a big interview coming up with the Daddy of the District, Jordan Blade. That was that was a fun one. Jordan and I we talk about it. We talk about CM Punk. We talk about her her getting a gold medal in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and powerlifting. Now she you talk about goaded <laughs> future goat. She's a mathematician. You feel me? I, I love Jordan. We, it, it's a really great interview. Actually, watch it, Brandon, when it drops tomorrow morning. I'll yeah. see what my schedule is, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you'll, have, you ha- you'll have from tomorrow, from Friday up until Thursday. You can okay. find time to watch okay. it. Okay, test me. Test me. I will listen to it. Oh, okay. I'll, okay. All Uh-oh. right. All right. I'll start testing you every week. Well, okay. Let's, settle let, let's see if Set, you settle, pass. Your tea, settle your tea kettle. You know, stop, <laughs> stop watching terrible comedy and watch something good. Jeez, right. Sorry, I'm watching the A's lose like seven games in a row in four well, weeks. Maybe you need a new team. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Yeah. I know. That's what right. Football, football season's going to come by, fantasy football. So we're going to start a, a Bullet Cats fantasy football league. All right, guys. Um, you don't want none. <laughs> you, know, you know where to find us. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. Uh, get vaxxed and waxed. Damage are forever. So is the microphone aside. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.